we're recording. We're going. Hello, hello. Okay, I'm really, really excited about this guest host. Um, I came across her when I was in Savannah on a trip with my partner, and I went to a mysticism shop. And literally, the first book that popped out at me was called A Little Bit of Numerology. And so I am so grateful for this shop. It's called Ordinary Magic. If you're ever in Savannah, Savannah, Georgia. Um, And so thank you so much to them for putting um, this guest and I in contact. She is a professional numerologist and author. Um, She's been on podcasts, been featured in a few places. Voyage LA is definitely one of them. Spiritual Business, The Vortex, if y'all are familiar with Gala Darling, um, on many social feeds and stories, including mine. And now I'm so, so excited to have her on my podcast. Um, She is Novali Wilder. So thank you so much for being here. Yay! (laughs) Thank you for having me. I'm very excited to be here. Yay! So I know... um, this is a bit different for um, some of y'all listening because I know my podcast has been pretty much nothing but sex <laughs> over the last few episodes. But um, y'all also know if you do follow me on social media that I'm definitely into occult studies, mysticism. I love tarot. I love Oracle. Once I found Novali's book, I was hooked. I could not put it down. So I had to absolutely get her on this podcast. Um, and I'm just going to like pass it over to you, Novali, because I want you to kind of tell everybody who you are in a little bit more depth. (laughs) Yeah. So yeah, I'm a numerologist. I'm originally from Denmark, but now I live in LA Um, after a couple of years in New York. uh, And numerology, like just to weave my own story into it, was like not on my radar like six, seven years ago. Mm -hmm. And I only got into numerology because one of my friends changed her name with the help of numerology. And I was like, wait, what? We are doing this now. This is weird. <laughs> yeah. We've been doing lots of weird things. Okay. We've been <laughs> doing the essential oils and the gluten-free and the, you know, eat after your blood type and like, yeah, yeah. We've been doing all the weird things and now you're doing this. And a lot of things changed in her life. Hmm. And I was like, okay, cool. And without going into my own like trauma hmm. and challenges, I was like, you know what? If that works, I'll try it. I am willing to try. Right? I'm willing to try. So I had a session with a neurologist. She blew my mind. (laughs) I changed my name. And then a lot of stuff changed in my life, inside of me, around me, energetically, all these things. Yeah. And I really had that moment of like, how does this work? As I'm sure so many people listening are also (laughs) questioning, including myself. And there is an element when you work with the spiritual sciences where there's a couple of leaps of faith that has to be taken. You just have to jump. I can trace this, but I can't trace it to like one source Mm. or one point in time or one defined truth or like the one oracle. And I can't, I also can't say that like only one numerologist or like one guru or one religion has the ultimate answer. So I've also like had to, (laughs) um, growing up non-religious and not super spiritually inclined, I was like, wow, that's a lot of leaps of faith. Like Mm -hmm. I have to test this a lot for myself. Also talking to people and be like, does it fit? Does it really fit? Yeah. People feel seen when I share about it. So I took the training to become a numerologist and I'm still, you know, I'm forever learning. I'm forever reading books and forever being like, huh, 
okay. Yeah. Because one thing is the theory, which you can learn, mm-hmm. but then there is the applying it to people. Yeah. Basically, numerology is a science, you know, and it is a spiritual science mm-hmm. of the mm-hmm. energy and vibration behind numbers and letters. Okay. And everything is made up of these numbers. Yeah. Even when we think about things like we think about like um, the first man or the first person, or we mm-hmm. think about ourselves as number one, like the like the sun is what everything revolves about revolves around you. You are the one, you are the first energy that everything else evolves and revolves around. So like learning numerology is also learning like relationship theory. Yeah. Like nothing happens. Like we have our numbers and they keep continuing. Like they mm-hmm. never end. The vibrations never end, which is also why that even when people don't believe in numerology, <laughs> I could mm-hmm. give them a reading. And yeah. I even had a client who was like, you don't even need to explain to me the new vibrations or the new name or anything because it'll happen anyway. Right. And I was mm-hmm. like, yeah. And this person was a four. Okay. And I was like, okay, I get it. You're just jumping. You're just like, whatever. Is it crazy? I'll do it. <laughs> Is it That's different? So I'll do it. Yeah. I feel like there is such a negative i would i would say negative connotation surrounding anything that's like not more mainstream as far yeah. as like yeah uh, spiritual practices or p- spiritual studies or like i said in in the intro to you these like occult studies or whatever and i love that you said in your book how or actually on your website that's that's where this was going is on your website i read i mean you're about me how you were saying that you know if if you kind of feel stuck with, with where you're at and then you've tried self-help books and you've tried therapy and you still feel like you are repeating these patterns, how numerology is not just spiritually like a path that you can take, but also practical. Super practical. I don't really jam with things that cannot make changes. I'm like, I, my mom was really into astrology mm-hmm. and uh, she loved talking about it. And I was like, yes, but what does that change? How yeah. do I, like, if I don't get the information and then something shifts in me or I take action yeah. or something actually happens, then it's just a moment of like, huh. I mean, if you draw a tarot card and yeah. you're like, oh, that's so interesting. Da, 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 da. But if it doesn't make, if it doesn't impact you to make change or take action, then mm-hmm. I'm like... Well, then it doesn't matter if it's a tarot card or Oracle I mean, whatever card, else it is. Psychic reading, whatever. Psychic yeah. reading. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and that's also like I've had, um, like we all do, <laughs> I've had <laughs> my um, impressions yeah. of how people interact with spiritual tools. Mm. Just as I've had my impressions of like some people like, um, you know, go to therapy and nothing changes. They mm-hmm. go through their entire mm-hmm. childhood, nothing changes. Mm-hmm. And you should really, you know, find a new therapist if you're stuck for too long because you're yeah. not getting the input or talking about like the root yeah. um, in the right way. But the same also with astrology or anything else, like a sp- spiritual things can also be a crutch mm. or like something you just lean on that gives you a sense of doing something or scratching the surface. Mm-hmm. Um and maybe it's because my first real introduction to the way of like moving energy was like feng sway and decluttering where I was wow. like, wow, that actually works. Mm-hmm, <laughs> my physical surroundings work. Yeah. Um, and I can change them. And if I change them, things do change. But if I just read the book about feng sway <laughs> or if yeah. I just look at it and go like, yeah, I should clear that. I should clear that. But I don't take action. 
then it doesn't matter. And it's the same with numerology. If you don't implement, I like, I am such a bad teacher sometimes. I don't implement my own advice. <laughs> like I'm a one in this numerology system. Wow. And one of the things that I'm supposed to do is to delegate. Hmm. And hell no. <laughs> you don't get like to touch me? my stuff. <laughs> I want to be in charge of everything. Yeah. I want to do everything myself. And it's better that it's done by me because then it's maybe not perfect, but at least I did it. At least and I did like, it. Yeah, like outsourcing it. So like I understand why one of my life lessons yep. are delegation, mm-hmm. even though it seems like such a simple thing, but because it triggers everything in me to give someone else permission to touch my energy, move yeah. my energy, help me, all the things. And, and going back to what you were saying too, how it's like, if, you know, you can learn everything in the world, but if, and, and, and like build your library of knowledge, but if there's never any action taken on the things that you've learned to, I think, progress yeah. um, or change what you want to change, there's kind of no, it's like when, it's like, I find myself doing this all the time and I'm, I'm sure my listeners, I'm sure your listeners, I'm sure you, where you sit and you think about things. Well, I don't know if you do, but I will think about things all day long and then I'll be so tired of thinking about them that I'm like, well, there's always tomorrow to actually take action on it. <laughs> yeah. You yeah. know, as yeah. opposed to going like, let me, I've, I've, I've consumed all of this how to, or all of this, like, at least in theory, what could help me. And I don't actually take the action on it. So I love that. Not that numerology is not just a a spiritual thing. It's also. um, It's very practical practical. and it's very like, why things not getting better? Well, (laughs) you got a few action steps. Are you Mm -hmm. willing to like deal with them? Or like, why does this keep happening? Well, you know, like when people have challenges, I either see it like our names hold certain vibrations Mm. and they can support us or challenge us yeah and sometimes when people think oh this is me that's actually just a name vibration Mm. doing its thing wow sometimes it is you and it's the lesson it's Mm -hmm. forever going to be the lesson you know and you will get better and better at and that's also the clue usually like our life lessons in our numbers we will get better at them but the energy of understanding people's base numbers and that's the first step of numerology Mm -hmm. understanding people's base numbers it really is helpful also to be, I mean, I'm a one, my husband is a three mm-hmm. and based on the birthday, let's just add that there. So yeah. um, if you look at the day you were born, not the month, not the year, just a day and you find the digits up. So I'm born on the 28th, two plus eight is 10, one plus zero is one. Mm-hmm. So I'm a one. Okay. Um, oh, wait, because, one, because I want to yep. pause you there because with numerology, it's between one and nine. So there's no yes. double digits. So, okay. Mm-hmm. No double. Di- you can't Got be it. a 28. Okay. Yep. You can be a one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or nine. Okay. And then there are extra layers, blah, blah, mm-hmm. blah. But like, let's just start there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, start with the first nine numbers. So I know how I see the world and how I interact with it. And I know what I would do. And sometimes, and sometimes when I interact with other people, I'm like, no one asked for advice. Stop trying to solve their problems. Stop trying to tell them what you would do. Yeah. Because they're not going to do that because they mm-hmm. are not you. They don't have your energy. They don't have your number. They don't yeah. have your life lesson. What you would do in the situation is not their lesson. They wow. need to do their own thing. Yeah. And also, like for me, I also know, I mean, I know the pitfalls for mm-hmm. every number. So, for yeah. example, when my lovely three husband feels like I'm not doing anything with my life. Everything is moving so slow. I'm not far enough along, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, oh, but your tendency is to look for the 
lack of success mm. because your wow. lesson is success. So instead of being like, let me solve this problem of not success. Yeah. <laughs> instead, let's redefine what success is because successful is not a goal, right? Like no. it's not like as soon as you hit a goal, it moves. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you get the car, you want a better car. You get the house, you want a better house. You get the role, you want a better role. You get the wife, you want kids. Like they're constantly like, evolving. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. But it's the state you are in while you are pursuing those things. Mm. That's the goal. That's the success. That's, that's really a tip. Cool. If you're born on any day that where the digit sum is three, success is a mindset. <laughs> it's not the destination. Oh, I love gonna, that. They're going to keep running. Oh my God, these people. I mean, my husband is younger than me. And whenever he goes like, I haven't achieved anything. I'm like, shut up. It's just an internal thing. If they share it, they don't always share it with you. You oh, know, always okay. <laughs> people. No, yeah. Everyone doesn't share all their. Mm -hmm. um, their inner monologue all the time. Yeah, their inner monologue. Out. You yeah. can tell from their actions, of okay. course, and the patterns they have. I mean, I also find that many threes are so like, hooked on knowledge and learning. Mm -hmm. So they will keep finding something and they will often dive really deep with it. Oh, wow. Okay. They want to know everything. Mm -hmm. um, but then you find they move that on to the next thing oh. and the next thing. And it's like, yeah, it's a life, like life is a library. There's a lot of books. Yeah. Energetically, you can read a lot of relationships, a lot of fields you can study. They're all interesting, but you can't win at every single one. And for a three, that mindset of like, well, I would like to win at this mm -hmm. <laughs> is a little thing. detrimental to yeah. like, well, I can just have fun with this. Well, I can't be the best in it. Should I even do it then? Yeah. You're oh. allowed to read the book without, you know, becoming the master of the field. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So wait, I, this is actually something that br brings me up to this too. And it kind of also touches on one of the first things that I said, I do this a lot. I just like go forward and go backwards um, because numer numerology has been around for you would tell me forever. <laughs> 3000 plus years is okay. as far as we can trace it, but I'm pretty sure we could go further. Further? Okay. Yeah. Is that in relation at all to the numbers of one through nine? Is it in relation at all to, let's say the Enneagram? Yeah. I mean, everything, I mean, <laughs> I should say this, right. But like everything is based on numerology. Yeah. Everything is based. We, if, you, if you didn't have the nine numbers, you wouldn't have astrology. And you wouldn't have, I mean, all of these, um, I mean, the Enneagram is actually based on Jung's archetypes, okay. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. which are actually based on astrology. Wow. You know, and then human design is based on the I Ching, which is Chinese numerology and astrology and a few extra layers there just <laughs> thrown in for fun. Um, but yeah. you couldn't, you couldn't do anything without the numbers. Wow. You couldn't name the houses, the 12 houses. Yeah. You couldn't decide. I mean, when, when you really like dig into it, like the old Greeks and before them, um, the Chaldeans didn't even mm -hmm. actually consider the number one and two numbers. They considered them the forces in the universe. Wow. And the one is the masculine. It's the sun. Mm -hmm. It's everything outroverted active completion it's the spark that starts everything yeah and two is the water the feminine the container 
the darkness mm. and in these two energies everything else comes from those wow so i find that like many times we strip things like when you if you read the old greeks which mm -hmm. some people did mm -hmm. you know in school <laughs> we'll see that they do talk about knowing the numbers first like if you want to be a philosopher, you need to learn math. If you want yeah. to learn math, you need to understand the numbers that you are working with are not just like signs on a piece of paper, mm. but actually energy represented in the world. Yeah. And, that's and I mean, like also everything is a spell. Everything is a spell. Yeah. <laughs> like writing things down, giving people like naming things mm. Mm -hmm. is powerful. When things are unnamed, they are not contained. Ooh. When we name things, we contain them in something. Yeah. And also, like, that's why, I mean, throughout time, also, like, put that element of, of, um, of spirituality and religion on top of each other. Like, one thing with Christianity and a lot of the early church fathers is, like, we cannot have you have many named things we need one name thing mm -hmm. we need christ or god or something mm -hmm. like that we can't mm -hmm. have multiple deities we can't mm -hmm. have multiple gods and goddesses we can't have someone who is more powerful <laughs> at certain mm -hmm. times of year mm -hmm. we can't have all this split where there's also a lot of individuality and you can connect deeper with something and yeah i mean like the fact that for so so many years everything was in latin is also a container to keep the power away from people. Wow. That's so interesting because I know that. I mean, and I think even myself, I've struggled with trying to find this, this sense of like balance and understanding of my faith versus my spirituality, you know, and how you know, to I mean, I've had the question and I think it's interesting. Yeah. I, grew, I grew up in a very non-religious country, I have mm -hmm. to say, not just like area yeah. or community. And sometimes when people say, well, how do I... How do I how do I understand an esoteric science yeah. together with my more um, traditional faith? Mm -hmm. To which I say I understand the clash, mm. but we also have to understand that the Bible, for example, as we see it today, was edited, and lots of the chapters <laughs> on more esoteric things mm -hmm. were picked out over hundreds of years this wow. was not as like a from one day to the next we went from everything is allowed and astrology is real to there is only one god like the yeah. editing of this happened over a long period of time and it can be really interesting also like if one is religious to read some of the some of the stories that did not make it into the bible as we mm -hmm. know it today or mm -hmm. like you know reading what is left of mary magdalene's mm -hmm. um gospel you yeah. know, like get more information because in the end, even if, and I believe that too, that Jesus was, you know, um, real and here mm -hmm. and spreading love mm -hmm. and uh, a new way of thinking. There's a lot of people around him that wrote a lot of stuff down and yeah. reading about that stuff and how they also like merged two mm -hmm. worlds. It can be really interesting. Yeah, we're on a track here. But, I love this, but this is what happened. <laughs> but it can I be really interesting. Yeah, I call those things, I do this often, 
and just like conversations too. It's, I call that chasing rabbits. So I'll just, it'll just go, we'll just flow. And then we can always bring it back. And, but I love how it all is kind of encompassing. And I love your take on that because I think there's a lot of people, um, my followers and my listeners, and I don't know you, maybe your listeners and, and just myself in general too. I question a lot of things and I'm such a student of life. I love learning and I love, um, experiencing people and I love connection because I think it's just, it's so important at least, you know, from my perspective, it is really to just understand. And I'm somebody of the mindset where I would rather be curious than, than judgmental, or I would rather just educate myself and have these types of conversations and learn from people from different walks of life, as opposed to stay like misinformed or just ignorant to things that I just have never been exposed to. And I think there's a lot of misinterpretation. And I think there's a lot of there can be a lot of negativity surrounding more esoteric sciences. Yeah. And also, you know, uh, when people put up rules, yeah, you always have to see, well, who, who benefits from this rule? Exactly. Who gets some peace and quiet mm-hmm. if we put down this rule, Yeah, you know, like, uh, grow, you know, becoming an adult is usually like questioning some of the rules and regulations mm. that we have from our parents and like, I had this conversation with my husband at some point where I was like, I really want to eat in bed. And he was like, what? I mean, you can eat in bed. And I was like, you do whatever you want. <laughs> I, I, I know I can eat in bed, but I feel like I can't eat in bed. Like it's a very ingrained thought I have from my parents. Yeah. And, or like, I can, I can eat at bed, but you can't see that I do it. Yeah. <laughs> like it was yeah. such a weird little thing. And then I had the question where did the belief come from? Where was it, it serving from? me? Was it real? But mm. I just feel like, I mean, also as adults, we have to remember that like a lot of the rules also about religion and spirituality, things that are unseen, mm. things that you just feel, mm-hmm. but no one else reacts to are often just like pushed aside and someone more powerful usually our parents Mm -hmm. have said that is not real that Mm -hmm. is not the rule like Mm -hmm. this is the thing we're gonna operate within and you're like you have to question it and also like spirituality can also very quickly become another box Mm -hmm. you have to do it right you have to do your spirituality right yeah you have to buy the right kit you have to <laughs> right? use it on the right day right you have to do all these things and i'm like if it feels like there are too many rules in it then mm-hmm. it was not meant for you to question and find your own path in it was just it was just a box you were just offered a box and right? usually most people don't feel at home in a yeah. box for very long Right. I think. And that's why I think that idea of like thinking outside of the box or going against the grain is just becoming a bit more mainstream in a sense, especially, um, I think, dealing with more esoteric studies, too. A lot of things people want um, to know more about. They are finding interest in it because they've been we've been for so long told like this is just the way that it is and this is just the way that it's going to be. And anything outside of that is bad and evil and wrong and when really it's just questioning what we've been conditioned to be as like law as these like yeah. rules and these boundaries within like this limitation. I look at it as limitation. I I'm not somebody who necessarily loves rules. I understand why they're there. Um, but you know, boundaries and parameters, I think are more so where I, my mindset goes. Um, yeah. And I think stepping outside of that and, and into something that I find super interesting, which is numerology, I've, I've loved, I've always loved like the idea of it, but I've never understood it. 
And so, and anytime and there's a, there's like a mystical shop here in Atlanta called the modern mystic. And they, anytime I seen a book on numerology, it wasn't yours. <laughs> seen a book on numerology. I was like, oh, that's really interesting because I love numbers. Anytime like I wake up at at a certain time, I'll look at the clock and be like, oh, that's interesting. Or, you know, a certain time will come across my phone constantly, or I'll look into like, look up what this number means as far as like an angel number, or I'll look into a Bible and be like, what's this mean? What lesson am I being, being shown? Because I truly believe that there's an interconnection yeah. between everything. And we just, ha- we have not been allowed the expression or even really experimentation of listening to that and like being aware of the breadcrumbs Mm. that God and the universe are like, here you go, you know, just, just putting that (laughs) out for you. You know what I mean? So, um, but I've found numerology to be so interesting. And when I read your book and I literally could not put it down and I wrote out my, I don't even know what I did was called what it's not called a numeroscope. Is it? What I wrote down. Well, called, the, yeah, yeah. I mean, if yeah. you did the yes. diamond shape yes, and you started filling it, yeah, then yeah. you did your numeroscope. Yes. Okay. I did That's it. I don't chart. know. Yeah. Okay. The chart. <laughs> so I did the chart um, and I found it so interesting. And obviously I don't, I know nothing about that. And I'm excited to have our session because I definitely want to go into a full numeroscope reading with you. Um, so that's obviously why I wanted you to come on because it's something that I'm, I'm interested in and I'm curious mm. about. And I know that people who listen are also interested in it but maybe haven't been given the space to explore it. And so I want to offer that obviously to the people who are listening. Um, And so, okay, let's go into the base numbers a little bit. Like, would you mind just like breaking down the base numbers? Okay. I'm going to be as quick as possible. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. That's great. (laughs) So we got nine base numbers. You want to find your base number. You need to find the digit sum of the day you Mm -hmm. were born, Mm -hmm. not the month, not the year. Leave that for when you read the book or something else. That's right. Yeah. Um, So you are one of nine numbers as your first base number. Then you also do have a second base number, but we're not going to touch on that right now. Okay. Um, Ones ruled by the sun connected to the zodiac sign of Leo. We got leadership. We got individuality. We got I want to be the first. I want to be the best energy in this. It's also more masculine. And this is not gendered. It's just like most ones will choose to act. Which is a very masculine energy. Yeah. Like, how can I get out of this? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And uh, you will see it like my dad is a double one, meaning his first and second base number is one. Wow. And whenever he makes fun of numerology, I'm like, it's funny because that double one energy is such a like project manager energy. And guess what my dad is? He's a project manager. I'm like, you're doing (laughs) it. You're doing it. Um, So great. You know, like shorter bursts of action is also very one yeah let me just like ace this and then move on so that's very one energy i'm going to move fast through them so like if you don't feel totally connected to what i'm saying it's because there's a lot more there's so much yeah yeah so the two energy is connected to the moon and water and cancer energy and pisces and like whenever Mm -hmm. you got like some water in there there's also overlaps um with the base numbers and the zodiac signs wow um yeah and it's ruled by the moon and like we just said like the one wants to act yeah well the two wants to feel oh okay (laughs) so the two energy is playful creative energetic but it's also very much a receiver okay 
receives energy, receives emotions, becomes emotional. There's like a very artistic element here. Mm -hmm. There's a lesson about boundaries. You can even see it like if you uh, write two in Roman numerals, so mm -hmm. it's just two lines, mm -hmm. you can see that thing of like, if you are a two, there's a constant me and something else energy, me and this other person, me and this job, me and this group. And they sometimes forget the me part and just become this other person, this person's emotional life, mm -hmm. this thing I'm in, this party, <laughs> whatever <laughs> yeah. it is, that's the energy. Um, I love my twos. But they're very different from my one energy. Yeah. So I can't say like, well, let's just get over it and do something to them. Right. Because that's action oriented. I'm like, this is like, what, what are you taking so long getting ready for? Like, right. let's get on. Like I had a conversation with my two friend. I was like, you, you bike so slow. And she just looked at me and was like, <laughs> what is the hurry here? We're just going for coffee. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, and the three energy that's Jupiter and we got some fire. Wow. here in that Jupiter energy. Three energy is also one of the leadership energies. And I often say that like, this is such success, ambition, oriented, learning, knowledge, cognition, brainy. And it's also very like um, one track minded. Okay. Driven, success, success oriented, um, dislikes rules and authority, uh -huh. but also likes to make rules and be the authority. They're usually very like sly, funny, poor energy. That's our rebel energy. Uranus, Sagittarius energy, fiery. There's also very, you have to talk about black sheep energy when you talk about force because it's such an, like, unless we celebrate them as geniuses, we really think you're so weird. I have not met a four who hasn't heard the, why are you so weird? Implicit also, <laughs> yeah. like in a lot of energy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because why, why are you like that? Why are you different? Um, they have to own it, show it, invite people in because they are our uh, rule breakers and community makers. So instead of going like, I don't fit in anywhere, which is a mantra for many forests, they're mm -hmm. like, well, I don't fit in. I don't believe in that. And yeah. like, blah, blah, blah. They're like, okay, well, what do you believe in? Go do that. Go build it now. Okay. Um, go create that. Like, uh, something is missing. Well, what is it? Go make it. Go I'll do it. Make it. Yeah. I'll be the cheerleader. Will you go make it? <laughs> um, also a little more feminine. Okay. And a little more, you know, we have a couple of children of destiny and fours and eights are children of destiny. So yeah. usually it just means they've signed up for a little more challenge. And that can be like, sometimes people get very tired when I say it. And other times they get like, yeah, I know. Mm. Is that <laughs> just, to... is that just that, that difference between like the tiredness or like the heaviness of it versus like the, I know, is that a difference in other numbers within them? I mean, it, that thing of like, if you get really tired when that gets pointed out, I'm like, you haven't found enough cheerleaders. We all need okay. those people who cheer on our unique genius. We yeah. all need that no matter who we are. Yeah. And forests are often like, I mean, they find projects that are very rigid where I'm like, you don't thrive under like a very rigid structure. Mm -hmm. So don't do that. Or like if you hang out with people who are very rigid, you're going to feel like stifled and suffocated. And that's, wow. you know, the, the, you know, before you say, before you diagnose yourself with depression, check in and see if you're surrounded by assholes. Yeah. Oh, I love that. That's so true. Hey, do you guys hear that? 
Yeah, it's true. Let's <laughs> yeah. just check about check our surroundings, right? Check yeah. our hearts and the hearts of people around us for sure. And then fives, because I'm taking too long with these. No, you're so not. Five energy is um, in the middle of everything. This is Mercury and Gemini and mm-hmm. Virgo energy, mm-hmm. connection, communication, exchange, sales, business, very airy, writing, voice oriented. Yeah, um, very quick. It's also quicksilver energy. It's very like a fear of missing out, being in different places, being with different people, getting charged by being in the company of the right people. Wow. Whenever I meet a five who's like, oh, but I'm very introverted. I'm like, okay, well, then you're not around the right people. Because again, we are charged by the right people. Of course, it doesn't mean that we like 24-7 has to be in the company of other people. Yeah. But generally, fives are the people, you know, who make friends with a cab driver and know the, <laughs> like all their baristas by name and yeah. stuff like that. Loves traveling. And if they don't travel, you know, travel, then they read a lot. You know, there's like their mind wants to travel. Yeah. That's the energy there. That's cool. I love my fives. They're also very talkative and like, a five is also like I would say, like lots of people can change over time. Fives don't really change. You meet a five and they are a certain way, they're gonna stay that way. Wow. They can do a bunch of things. Yeah. But in their adaptability, they're actually very set. I love, I mean, because if I mean if they're genius, they're gonna keep being a genius. If they're an yeah. asshole, they're gonna keep being an asshole. <laughs> uh, the way that it is, yeah. that's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. Um, sixes. So sixes are ruled by Venus sex love and beauty oriented mm-hmm. and usually they will have trouble in one of those areas and be really like fluent mm-hmm. one of the others because venus energy says yes to the world so mm-hmm. the theme is boundaries you know how don't how do i not overgive how do i not like overflow how do i not become the mother or father of my partner mm-hmm. or my friends mm-hmm. how do i stop taking care of people and let them take care of me yeah um yeah the energy is very beautiful it's very giving it's very strong nothing is stronger than love but that also means yep. that like the depletion <laughs> the depletion is very real because okay. when a, when a six burns out that tank is really freaking empty (laughs) (laughs) because they can keep pouring. I mean, that's very like getting a lot out of nothing. It's also like stretching the dollar, stretching the energy, stretching the dough. (laughs) It's very six. Um, And they're very caring and very stubborn. (laughs) They have a, you know, something set and, but they are also like when they are connected, they are very, I want to call it erotic, very like um, connected to their body and their energy. But then also, of course, you know, if everything is challenging and their name is challenging, then they can also like, I mean, that's that's sad. When, when love is one of your lessons and taking care of people is one of the things you're here for. If you're really challenged by your name and you decide to not become a mother or dad or friend or not become super close to people, then, you know, your life stops having meaning. Ooh, wow. And that can be a challenge. Um, seven energy. Neptune, this is lightning energy. Sometimes people talk about like Neptune and Pisces and Mm -hmm. dream world, emotional energy is very like slow moving and non-logical. And how I actually see seven is like they have a very direct line. It's Mm. very immediate intuition, immediate gut feeling. And also, like, we throw in, like, human design. Like, I don't care where you get your information from. I don't care how you feel it in your body or see it in color Mm -hmm. or get words in your ear or just if it's a clear knowing. That's it. 
when you mentioned when you mentioned human design, are you talking about um the Jovian? Is, uh, yeah, like there. Yeah. If you are into human design, like certain centers yeah. are defined in your chart, yes. and it can like say like where do you know things? Where does your energy come mm-hmm. from? How do you like? Yeah. And the defined center means that you have access to it. And stuff yes, like that. yes. Um, <laughs> I love this. I love when I'm talking to somebody who knows what I'm talking about. Just like layers, layers to it. Yeah, but the seven <laughs> energy is actually very gentle. It's very childlike. They are very sensitive. They often have, like, if you have a seven somewhere in your numeroscope, there is like this particular spirituality where you might pick and choose your mm-hmm. spiritual input a little more. You don't like religion, but you like picking little things from all over. Um, yeah. And when I say gentle, I don't mean weak. I just mm-hmm. mean like if you push a seven and they are not connected to their core, they will collapse. If you push a one, a three, a six, or a nine, maybe also an eight, they will push back. If you push some of the gentler energies, they will be like, what just happened? What just, what, what, what just happened? Mm -hmm. Um, And they don't do well under stress. And that's also like, sometimes I have to remind people when I, when they are my clients, I'm like, you were not built to the grind culture. The Mm -hmm. grind culture fits the one, threes and nines and the eights put up with it. But lots (laughs) of the base numbers are not meant to grind. Okay. <laughs> You're not meant to hustle. Mm-hmm. Their energy does not thrive in that space. Sevens need to dream. We don't plan a lot of dreaming in our schools. We don't plan a lot of dreaming in our jobs. Yeah. I have met sevens where I'm like, what are you doing? And they're like, I'm a computer coder. And their input and their spiritual aspects are just like such a part of who they are. And even if they go like, I'm not spiritual, I'm like, okay, well, th- what do you call those downloads then? Mm-hmm. It's okay. You can call them something else. You probably yeah. want to be different. Mm-hmm. Um, Um, And they also have that, like the gift of synergy of taking things and combining them in a new way where the Mm -hmm. fours, like the fours reach into the future and pick it. (laughs) That's good. But see, do you find that um, um, as a one, do you find that you gravitate more towards finding the more, I guess, feminine energy numbers more interesting? There are certain combinations that are just like, I don't even, they're just canon. Like I had a conversation with uh, someone who's a four and was like, everyone I'm dating is an eight. And I was like, of course they are. (laughs) Of course. I mean, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I mean, it's not that you wouldn't find someone else, but like the four, eight connection is very strong. The one, four connection is very strong. The two, seven connection is very strong. There are certain numbers that are like kind of each other's shadow numbers. Yeah. And then it depends on how well we are doing, if we like hanging out with our shadow. And also, like, I mean, I married a three. I love that he loves that I'm a confident woman. And to me, if he was attracted to a two, it's not that he didn't wouldn't want a, a confident two, but it would yeah. look very differently. It would look, I mean, confidence looks different in all the base numbers. Sexuality looks different in all the base numbers. Yeah. So yeah, we are attracted to certain patterns and power attracts power. But for certain, certain combinations, it's also like, you know, that, I mean, I hate to say it, but like someone needs to wear the pants. Mm-hmm. I hear you what you're are saying not, that, yeah. If, yeah, if you're not comfortable in your own power you're going to try to steal it right from someone else you're going to try to find it yourself yeah yeah, or if someone I mean also if someone tries to assert themselves over me I'm like that's not going to happen yeah that's a fight to the death (laughs) (laughs) I don't want it to be but, but that's because, just, but I, the only thing I can do is I have to willingly surrender. And wow. that is not my um, 
fabric. It's just fabric. And I yeah. would only do it if I feel safe. And I can only feel safe if you don't try to steal my power. You know, but it's I can so only... true though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, and that's the thing. Like certain people are also, um, that sounds so wrong based on like also feminism, but certain, certain base numbers are more wired to surrender, to mm. be in a state of surrender, to be in a mm-hmm. state of giving in and following. And, and, mm-hmm. and lots of these words have like negative connotations to me yeah. or like, to yeah. like how we want to also define like equality, but. Which I don't think necessarily what you're saying is, is negative or bad in no, terms and you, of feminism. You, it's more of like how, how people can interpret it because of what society has said that these things are, that these words mean or these words yeah. encompass. And I think that's, it's, and I, I mean, I love it. If, if anyone is um, famous in a good way, yeah. known in a good way, they are incorporating all of the things they are. Yes. Um, yes. And I love when I see people who are fierce, but also fiercely insisting on their softness. Oh, yeah. About share, sharing about equality or racism, but also mm-hmm. sharing about lazy Sunday mornings. Right, right. You know, right. where I as a one would be like, I don't care about showing my Sunday mornings. But if you were a two, for example, you'd be like, I have to show you ha- yes, that I can stand on the barricades. And also. And I really like, you know, to also show you how I make uh, ice cream from scratch. But let me just finish the base number. Yes, so we do this. Don't yes, feel eight. left out. <laughs> yes, right? Yes. Okay. So, um, because they always feel like I don't spend enough time on them. Oh, also we're going to spend some time. Let's spend this so, time. So, um, eights. The eight yeah. energy is ruled by Saturn. This is very Capricorn energy. Um, eights are the number with the biggest variety of how it shows up in the world. Mm. Because on one end, you have this Capricorn, earthy, stubborn energy. And on the other side, you have this Saturn is the teacher of time and teacher of karma and keeper of lessons. And Saturn takes a long time to move through the world and eights often like have to process everything for a long time. And you can even see it in when you look at um, the number eight, you have this infinity sign Mm -hmm. and many eights cut themselves off. So they have kind of two bubbles and they live in one of them. Wow. What I can see, what I can measure, what I can do, what I can strive for, the goals I have, the trauma I have the amount of therapists I have, like the heavy (laughs) stuff, you know, like it's very, um, get into the darkness, get into the cave energy, or they can cut it off and live in that top thing. And they can like, I have transmuted my pain. Only the esoteric is real. Mm. My body is not real. You know, like (laughs) they can like float away Okay. He, um, I mean, also every base number has different clairs or like different spiritual gifts and mm-hmm. eights often have like a very strong spiritual side that they can often be really scared of. Mm-hmm. If anyone ever asks like, oh, like, what if, like, if I don't know their base number, but they say, I'm afraid of opening up. I'm afraid of, it's going to be too much. I'm like, you're born on an eight day. You're <laughs> afraid of this. You're afraid of one side mm-hmm. of, of the eight yeah. because if you follow that eight, you can see you have to walk down and then walk up and you have to walk mm-hmm. into the darkness to walk out into the light. And if you just <sighs> understand that it's like an unbroken circle, 
yeah. or like an unbroken track. It's, right. it's an yeah. unbroken track. And that's, that's the eight energy. They have to really walk into the darkness. And with that, I mean, like that trauma and challenge is yeah. a really big part of their life. Okay. And, and that doesn't find- mean like, oh, I'm just going to keep continuing experience and trauma. But I'm like, you also need to know that you like the depth of emotion. Oh, yeah. Depth of commitment. You know, if an eight says, I'm going to be your man, woman, partner, they're going to be there. You really yeah. have to kick them hard to get them out. Yeah. Um, and did you find yeah. that they have the capacity to hold both the light and the dark? It's just about navigating like, how to do it. That's the life lesson. That's the life lesson. Yeah. <laughs> I wow. a long time doing it. And then I was just like, uh, if you, you know, I find that like many, th- many eights make like great therapists. They also make yeah. a great range of other things. Um, but because they are usually not afraid of sitting there with you <laughs> in the darkness. <laughs> yeah. They're like, let's sit and talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it didn't go away after a couple of sessions. I know. Like, let's talk about it again. Um, like, <laughs> it can be very safe to spa- to share the space. Then I would also say that, like, I mean, it's the Capricorn energy. It's like, if they see things a certain way, you can't really change their mind. I find mm. that when I have eight clients, I'm like, I'm going to describe this a certain way. You're going to email me in three days and say what you heard. It's going to be slightly different <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because how I try to convey it and how they like, they like in that eight, like they have to marinate, they have to sit with it. The energy takes time to move wow. through. This is Saturn. It takes what, 27, 29 years to move uh, its full like orbit. And that's like, I mean, not that it takes, <laughs> yeah. you know, 30 years to go through things, but like know that certain things can move fast but for an eight they're not supposed to move fast wow my yeah. husband's an eight so <laughs> it's a pretty intense energy eight. yeah yeah and I mean it's so strong and I love my eights but I also know that at some level I can't really reach out and touch them in the same way as I could touch other people because yeah. they are supposed to be contained yeah. and also nothing to me energy wise is more not sad but just like oh then a punctured eight has turned a little too much to the outside and Mm. been like I need to help you like no no you are not here to help me Mm -hmm. you are here to stay in your own orbit you're here to figure it out through yourself you're here to find your own path and your own passion and and sometimes eights will also wake up after a while I feel like Jim Carrey is such Mm. a good example of like going to such extremes and then having a like wait what happened Oh, I'm just playing the character of Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. I'm actually way more. So he went from what I would call the lower part of the eight yeah. to the complete upper part of the eight. Yeah. And he, mm-hmm. I mean, like all eights, will spend his life trying to connect those two bubbles yeah. <laughs> to create the eight. Wow. That's, so, yeah. that's so interesting. I hope y'all listening are just like mind blown right now. <laughs> <laughs> so the nine is the end of the line. In more than one way, this is our last leadership number uh, ruled by Mars. Mm-hmm. And that, I mean, Mars energy says no, where Venus energy says yes to Mars yeah. energy says no. Um, nine, so even when you look at the number, you see that there's a circle and a line. And there's okay. like a real um, mental component to many nines of like figuring it out, making the steps, connecting the steps. The leadership is more oversight more okay. like authority it's not necessarily like where well, i want to start a business and threes wants to work in it mm-hmm. and make it great nines are more like 
why do we need this business in the world? What is the greater purpose? What is the authentic leadership element in it? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they are very hard workers um, and usually have themes about like temperament, anger, <laughs> anger points, you know, anger that yeah. says, no, I don't want to do this or no, you're an asshole. And if they don't get, if they don't find a way to like express that and express the anger and which is also what we need to learn from them when they are very clear it's very easy for us to see oh that's a boundary okay that's authenticity okay mm -hmm. because like that we don't have to ask questions brad pitt is a nine mm -hmm. he also has an extreme amount of nine energy in his numerous scope okay his names and yeah. everything around him also like different base numbers can hold different energy if you're a okay. nine you can hold a lot of nine energy if you're mm -hmm. a two you can hold a lot of, i mean you know yeah. if you're a seven you can hold a lot of seven energy um but i mean what is he known for fight club mm -hmm. um like even even with all the softness that comes with being a human or taking yeah. care of people or being a father, all these things, if you have a certain energy and you are in any way known or famous for it, it will be connected to your base number and the stuff in your um, numeroscope. Wow. So for him, that nine energy, which is just, I mean, it's masculine, mm -hmm. it's definitive. It's also a little bit Lone Ranger. It goes for a couple of the base numbers. Okay. But if you cross a nine, it I mean, they won't listen to reason. You know, because okay. even if it feels logical, anger is not necessarily logical. So you, mm -hmm. even though you think you are debating with something logical, you are debating with anger. And anger just says, no, you're wrong. You're wrong. Yeah. And then again, I mean, I find it like neurology does not like look at people and go like, oh, you were born a woman. So you should be this base number. Like, yeah, exactly. We are all, you know, whatever yeah. number we are supposed to be. Yeah. But I find that often for women... Um, or female identifying. If they have a strong base number or like so one of the leadership numbers, it looks very different. They can't be as direct. They, they get determined like, oh, you're bossy. And they, for example, turn the anger mm -hmm. inwards yep. and they become very perfectionistic mm -hmm. and they become that inner authority. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. they can have a hard time jumping the line, mm. even if it's okay. You know, like the rules and regulations become very rigid. Mm. Um, yeah. And nines, I mean, like all have uh, a very particular spiritual component. And for me, like nines are such a old soul, soul, not sold, old soul <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. energy. Yeah. Um, and all, they don't fit with everyone. Oh. They don't fit with everyone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that, I think that was the base numbers. <laughs> okay, that's the base numbers. Amazing. Okay, base number compatibilities. Yeah. Um, so like throw it back on you. Like you are always the most important thing. Or when right. people go like, oh, but who do I fit with? How do you fit with yourself? Like right. how well do you know yourself? That right. thing about like, oh, what about my dream man or partner? What I'm like, are you your mm -hmm. dream woman? Like are right. you, uh, I had someone shared, which I thought was like really interesting. She was like, what what is it with women who get out of relationships and just like bloom and grow and unfold mm -hmm. why is it not like what is it in our brains that go i can't bloom and unfold in the relationship mm. i put up these rules for myself no one asked you to no maybe you repeat what your mom did maybe mm -hmm. you do what your partners do mm -hmm. whatever it is like what are the habits that dim your light dim your light dim your light so you have that like explosion after a relationship where you're just mm -hmm. like <gasps> yeah. open stop asking about who you are compatible with 
and start unlearning some of those dimming features right. that you put on yourself. Also with compatibility, it sometimes is very easy like, oh, I'm attracted to this pattern. Mm-hmm. Like I was, uh, I fell in love with a bunch of people who had the same base number combination as my husband. None of them mm-hmm. were Aries though. I have yeah. to throw that out there. No, no, yeah. there were, were Aries. Um, <laughs> and when I look back, I'm like, oh, I totally see what I was attracted to. Mm. But all the versions I found of it were kind of, I mean, they were just inferior. Like subpar to what? Yeah. Yeah. I found in uh, my husband. I understand, like, when I look at it, like, we're both our own authority. We're both leadership's energy. Mm-hmm. But we're also both contained okay i mean no one is flowing here yeah no one is like all over the place Mm -hmm. we are the equal amount of flow or energy Mm -hmm. and sometimes a um a relationship really needs clearly defined masculine and feminine energy Mm -hmm. or it really needs that like you know yourself right the more you know yourself the easier everything else is going to be And the more you see like, oh, here's my pattern. I find a charity case or I find someone who needs a cheerleader. Mm. Like I had someone who says like, it's a deal breaker if they are a pessimist. Great that you know that about yourself. Um, The more you dive into what is love for you, what, who am I, what do I need? Easier it's going to be. You know, I, I was in a relationship with a six. And then later when I learned about numerology and the book I read was like, yeah, often the combination of one and six will not be great because, and it's not that it can't work. Yeah. But if the six gets interested in other people, the one is like, wait a minute, I'm the freaking sun here. Yeah. I am the, like, that's the energy. If you do not worship at this altar yeah. and I am out, <laughs> Goodbye. I'm kind of, yeah, I'm like out. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you come back later and whatever. I'm like, the, how can you forget the sun? Yeah. How can you How can you thrive without me? I just want yeah. you to know how. How do you do that? I don't know. Yeah. So like that energy, I was like, oh, okay. Interesting to know that we take everything personally in a relationship. Mm. And sometimes the combinations, like even though they are attractive, it's like, I mean, I understand it now energetically with a one and a six who are both givers, but in very different ways. Yeah. The flow is not super equal always Mm -hmm. because like they also both want to be worshipped a little bit. And that doesn't always work. (laughs) Yeah. And it would work maybe if the six was the woman and Mm -hmm. and the man was the one or like, you know, energetically, if that was the setup. I mean, the more you know yourself, the the more you're also going to quickly or catch yourself if you're repeating a pattern right. of being attracted to someone where you're like, wait, this is just a substitute for what I had before. Or that like, wow. this is a new, con- like, this is new combination of energies that are actually doing the same thing. Yeah. And also just like, be really honest. Like, I mean, people do it with zodiac signs all the time where they're like, oh, <laughs> yeah. I can never be with a Scorpio. Or, right. Oh, I'm no. always attracted to Gemini's or. Yeah. Whatever the energy is, yeah. like we do have to be different in some way. If one of you are the motor and you can't switch that energy ever, then you're going to have trouble when one of you loses a parent mm. or loses a job. Like when the motor loses steam, right. the other person has to pick it up. Right. Like when I feel low, I need my husband to take care of me. Uh And when he feels low, I will take care of him. And it's also like everyone can draw on their 
internal mother or internal father. Mm -hmm. Sometimes mm -hmm. it also helps to do those types of energy instead yeah. of calling it masculine and feminine. Right. But like women can pull out that father energy and take action on certain things. And men can pull out that mothering energy mm -hmm. and become maybe more detail oriented right. or more multitasking or more like this is within the love languages, but more like anticipating the need mm -hmm. instead of needing a list of tasks spelled out for them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think that just goes to like the foundation of any partnership in general is just taking the time to understand your person and being comfortable with like exploring what makes your guys' dynamic, what it does within the yeah. parameters and the boundaries that you set. I think that's amazing. Okay. I'm going to move on to like something that I've been really excited about asking okay. you um, is the sexual preferences. Yes. Of the numerous scopes. Please let's do this. <laughs> Talk to me. So Yeah. So in the numerous scope, and this like, I mean, this is um, pitching my book. Yes, um, pitch, pitch, pitch. Pitch, pitch, pitch the book, a little bit of numerology. It's like when we do the numerous scope, there are certain numbers in especially the centers in the numerous scope and lower mm -hmm. and upper part that can like point to certain things. Okay. Um, so if you have a lot of four energy in your numerous scope, especially in the lower part of the numerous scope, four energy is curious okay and different and kinky if it's allowed hey yeah um and also very much like the grass is greener i remember i had a conversation with someone who was like yeah i don't know if i believe in this can you tell me just one thing based on my numeroscope and i was like <laughs> looked at that 13 four in her solar plexus center i was like you're never satisfied oh i had that like, that's interesting what how did you know that yeah and i was like well be because she she asked a pointed question right she was like dazzle me and I was like well I mean an obvious okay. thing here is like you're not super satisfied you're always hungry you think the grass is greener and this shows up wow in all the ways you know it can show up because things that are below in the numeroscope like the lower heart of the, mm -hmm. uh, part of the numeroscope is subconscious stuff so you don't know why it shows up but you're like I'm hungry for more <laughs> I know ah. I need different yeah yeah I need more and like yeah. it can never be juicy enough mm. whatever it is or also be like triggered by if it's subconscious as old like this is a very red room or this is a very sexy whatever like this is now outside of me can I allow it in okay if someone really gave me the opportunity to you know, do a tantra session or something like, would I be able to allow myself yeah. to get, let, like, let go and let it in? I mean, I'm a one, mm -hmm. so I can own this a little bit, but if you are a one and if you um, are a female, then mm -hmm. often this energy is so creation based that if you are hooked up to creating something, your sex drive will disappear. Mm. you're like i'm creating this thing i'm creating this thing i'm giving birth to this thing i'm the freaking sun i'm making it grow i don't have time to fuck around <laughs> i don't have time for this okay no, like i'm like I'm all these energies do, yeah. yeah and that's also like the the test for the one because it's it's a straight line it's mm -hmm. a one energy is like you you're allowed to have a private life and a sex right. life and then a work life yeah you're, you don't have to just like focus on one thing you can yeah. fuel many earths or like you can do so many good. things at a time yeah yeah but many ones that myself included and people I've talked to them like have those dry spells where they're like my energy is just I'm not doing that right now I'm doing yeah. something else mm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um so it's not a sexual preference but it's like a, a thing of like knowing that those are well you are right now using your energy on something else great And then chill. 
but I think, but I think it is kind of like, it is a sexual thing. I would, I would say from my perspective, because sex is such an energy, there is yeah. such an energy there. And I think people have disassociated that. Um, and so when I hear you say this, I think it makes so much sense. And I think, I think I can, I was, I was born on, on a, the 10th. So I'm a, I'm a one. So you have that one energy. Yeah. yeah. So when you say that, it makes sense to me because there have been moments where I've been focused on the project so much and not that I don't enjoy and absolutely love sex. And I find so much power in it, power in it. And there it is. I think I am very um, charged, I think, energetically when I am having sex. And I think about it a lot. But there are times where like, if I'm focused on something, say I'm focused on the podcast, say I'm focused on um, just uh, my certification, say I'm focused on something where that is, like you were saying, is bringing me like, that's where my energy is. Yeah. My sex drive. Not that it's not there. It's just not what I'm focused no, on. No, but it's also that like the the hierarchy of what is important. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So so if my partner comes in and he's like yeah. and trying like, to, this seems more important. Exactly. This is more important right now, and I don't have an issue being like, we'll do yeah. that later. Let me prioritize. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you know. It's like, um, he's yeah, he's an eight, and so he you know, he'll come in and if any, I told him this the other day, I was like, I am, you always let me love on you. Like no matter what you're doing, I can come to you and like, and you stop what you're doing and you allow it. And I find that with me, if I'm focused on something and he comes to me, I'm like, did you knock before you came into the office? (laughs) Did you, (laughs) did you? But I think also people who are attracted to the one energy are often attracted to the immediate part of it or the very mm. like spontaneous almost childlike it is the like Aries energy is also childlike but yeah. one energy is like I'm the center of attention and right now my attention is on you and now exactly. you're getting my love yeah and, and I'm getting we, it all we yeah. look for people who say yes like I had the conversation with my husband he said like yeah very very early in our relationship I just I just realized I wanted to say yes to you like whenever you came like I didn't want to ever be like Nah, not right now. Right. And I, without knowing it, he did what I have always been craving because I like, I really don't like, uh, I've been in relationships where someone was like, you're really cuddly. (laughs) And I'm like, you don't understand what you're getting. This is rare gold. Yeah. (laughs) When I want to give it much. Yeah. Also because there, sure there are unlimited quantities, Mm -hmm. but if you say no, you're going to miss out of a, of a lot like mm. why would you do that yeah um yeah so also like i mean i think we are attracted to partners who often hopefully understand that like i mean whenever i hear about people who are with people where they really need to cuddle and have physical contact and be close and the partner's disinterested it's just not their love language it's not how they feel connected i'm like i couldn't do it that's one of my limits i'm like i am uh physical cuddly mm-hmm. immediate person yes. I can love intellectually, but it's my body who does the work. So like, right. If you dismiss my body or like that energy, the physical energy I give yeah. out, then like, I feel so rejected. And it, and it really does. Like, I don't know if you've ever read the, the, um, this book, the body keeps score. I think it, it goes into, well, I, I would just say this, that that is for at least me. I, I would, I would, um, agree with you as for, as far as I go, the minute I feel that rejection when I want to give it so like immediately Mm-hmm. It it holds on. I hold on to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like, you don't want to do this with me, but who do you think you are? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. That's a very one response. Also, <laughs> <laughs> who do you um, think you are? <laughs> yeah. 
projecting like me. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's also sometimes it's like if, when people are like, oh, I don't feel like this energy. I'm like some of the immediate responses you have to things yeah. are a great giveaway. Like um, twos and fives, for example, are, are more emotionally like – yeah, it's an emotional energy. Yeah, so giving in and giving over and being in that energy and also being um, because the lesson for the two is about boundaries. They mm-hmm. also can explore different things in a way where they don't judge themselves in the same way. Where sometimes, like for anyone who has leadership, and that's one and three and nine, the loss of control can be triggering yeah like I'm not I'm not meant to lose control I'm meant to be in control I have to be sure that the other person then has control and like there is a whole element there about control and perfectionism and like masculinity also about like action and reacting to people not always being able to just lean back and not keep a score of how long whatever takes so you can repay it right Right. You don't have yeah. to repay anything. I find that twos don't think so much about repaying people. <laughs> <laughs> or like, don't pay. Like, see, it's just like, yeah. of course you're loving me. Of, of course, yeah. And I understand because two, um, two energy is open. So they understand that as they are receiving, they are giving okay. differently. They understand that that part, like, is just part of it. Where sometimes the stronger base numbers can think, well, if I'm receiving, then the other one is being taken from Yeah, a little bit, which yeah. is not true. It's so in my mind is so blown right now. I can't even, <laughs> it's just so yeah. blown. I love it. Um, so, okay. So we touched on the sexual preferences, which was obviously amazing. Wait, was there more that you needed to say about that? I would just say for like, for people who don't feel connected to their sexuality or mm. also for people who, um, Two different things. I'm not boxing those together. Um, but like people who are attracted to the same sex or mm-hmm. are gender non-binary, there mm-hmm. are also certain things that show up in the birth numeroscope that mm-hmm. indicates that. And it's not that you can name your child something that will turn them queer. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe it's the other way around. I believe yeah. that the soul has decided to try a certain experience in this lifetime and Mm -hmm. they will pick a family that will pick a name that will reflect that. And that's also like, I mean, I give out harmonious numeroscopes, meaning names that support the base number. Mm -hmm. That does not mean that I can make people gay or not gay, but there's like some energy sometimes also in the numeroscope that shows, shows us how that sexual energy also shows up. Mm -hmm. And that often means that, yeah, I'm not going to name it like that, but like if there's a concentration um, of Mars energy mm-hmm. in one side of the numeroscope and a more concentration of moon energy and two energy in the other side, then it's like, I don't know, it's like that gender thing gets mm-hmm. blown wide open and they suddenly can explore non-conventional ways of loving and being sexual and being attracted but it also means that because I feel like whenever people um who has who are queer are on that journey of discovering how they identify and it's Mm -hmm. so important for them to identify and find the right Mm -hmm. words find the right people find Mm -hmm. the right community and lots of us grow up and never have to question any of it or even if we have to question it we still don't feel a a need to Mm -hmm. label it or yeah yeah we don't like 
I just wanted to say that like when I see that in Numeroscope, I'm like, oh, Jorge, you are the way showers. You are the people who are creating a new world because wow. it is way less gendered mm -hmm. what we are going towards. Right. That's amazing. I love that. Um, and I'm really happy, actually, that you touched on that, um, because I think so often a lot of things can come off or be deemed as very like black or white. And there leaves no room for this gray or there needs, leaves no room for interpretation or we have to so specifically put ourselves in all these different boxes so that we have control. Yeah. Um, and sometimes freeing ourselves, oftentimes more than not freeing ourselves of those rules or those those parameters even you know that are set i guess by other forms of authority i would say um are very limiting and i i would i would stand by this and say harmful yeah, i think just harmful. spirit in general um so i love that okay I'm so happy that you you jumped on. I think this is a, is a great place to kind of bring it all together. Thank you so much for popping on here. And I know that everybody's still with us. It's like, <laughs> no, I want more because that's how I feel. <laughs> okay. Um, so I just want to say thank you so much, Emily. Seriously, this has just been so much fun. One, getting to know you and being able thank to talk you. to thank you about this. Thank you for this. asking great questions. Yeah, I appreciate yeah. that. Oh, I love this. I think above everything, it's just about being grateful and being curious. And I'm so curious and I've been so curious since I came across your book. And um, I'm just really grateful that you were able to hop on with me. And I know everybody listening is so, so grateful. And I know for them to show our gratitude, um, I just wanted to let everybody know out there, if you have been following us on social media, uh, we're doing a, a, about a two-week long giveaway. Yay. So um, Novali has graciously um, agreed to do a book giveaway. So yes. you might've seen the posts um, for her book, A Little Bit of Numerology, which I'm going to say from personal experience is phenomenal. And it, <laughs> even though this episode, you learned a lot, there's still parts within this book that one are going to blow your mind and two, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, you know? And then it's just going to make you want to be like, who is Novali? And I need to reach out to her and follow her on all the things and set up and schedule her for a numerous scope reading because this is phenomenal. So if you've been following us on social media, you you know that this, this giveaway has been going on for this past week and will continue on to the end of next week. Um, so you can follow us on both of our social media to figure out how to enter that giveaway if you have not already. And another thing is Novali is also providing a 10% off code for a numerous scope reading for my listeners um, for a limited time. So if this is something that you've been interested in, this is something that you're like, now you're listening and you're like, this is exciting. Please um, reach out to her. I'm going to say, please, if you feel called to it, reach out, um, find her. I'm going to pass it on over to her so she can tell you where to find her, um, where to listen to her because she also has a podcast apart from the book. Take, take advantage of that. I'm really excited to get mine done. I'm so excited to get mine done. You have no yeah. idea. So, um, so you can find me on NovaliWilder.com and I'm yeah. Novali Wilder on all the damn social media um, platforms and Novali Numerology on Facebook. And if you want to get any of my sessions, you get 10% off and the code is BRIE. B-R-I. Yeah. Yes. Um, so you just plop that in, you get 10% off any of the sessions. Um, and I would say that like 
the book is a really affordable way to get into numerology, but it does get really interesting mm. when we become really specific. Yeah. You know, like one thing is reading about generally the base numbers and generally the name vibrations, which can also sometimes be triggering. But then when we start diving into who you are and what that feels like and what the challenges are, and also like through time, how does it feel to be you throughout time? What, how did it feel to be you in 2020? Ooh. Maybe maybe you don't want to talk about that, but we could talk about that. We could. <laughs> and like what is coming? Like um, we haven't even touched on that, but like it is divination, like looking into the future, looking at the numbers there and what's coming wow. is also really interesting. And also like sometimes I do have people who are like, am I compatible with this person? <laughs> Why and I'm not? like, well, yeah. we can talk about that too. Of course. Yeah. Of course. Y'all. Oh my <laughs> gosh. I hope y'all have enjoyed this conversation as much as I have. Um, no, I hope you've enjoyed me just sitting here nodding and smiling at you. <laughs> um, yes. but I've, I've really enjoyed it. And I hope that this is not the last time that we connect and talk about things. Um, so again, thank you so much for hopping on and, um, thank you. I thank you for having, having me. me. Yeah, absolutely. Alrighty. Well, thank you guys for listening. And um, again, head over to our socials, follow us, um, enter for that giveaway, use that 10% off code BREE for any of Novali's um, numeroscope readings. And um, I will talk to y'all soon.